podcast ever because it's just like something I actually like talking about. So it could be like, and this is the first WWE episode I've done. So this would be fun. Oh, nice. So, all right. What's going on, everybody? And if you're tuning into this episode, you know that we're going to be talking about a different topic today. But the two people that you see on your screen, or if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, you may recognize us, him from the challenge in the real world and then me from talking to people from the challenge in the real world i got my good pal here tyree ballard what's going on man hey what's going on yo How you, how's everybody doing it's good to see you man and uh, you it's too, good money, to see- mike you've been busy man <laughs> out there uh about to take over the world and shit bro i see you yeah and we're gonna be talking in kind of a different setting today too which is um interesting because i know um when you and i first connected probably about probably about three yeah i'd say three years now yeah because that was beginning of covid is when we first did our like very first podcast so it's almost exactly three years now and um that's when i first found out that you were a wwe fan and that was kind of something that um we were able to kind of resonate on so i definitely kept like the thought and idea in my head and i know you and i kind of bounce ideas from time to time about um, WWE-related stuff. So then recently, once I um, became interested in talking about WWE and just following the product um, consistently again, I kind of noticed that the challenge and WWE fans are a lot more intertwined than I initially thought. There are, because it's it's like a similar, and you could probably attest to this too from being in the world of it. It's like a similar uh, niche, if that makes sense. They're different, but like similar. And how, like, um, say, we'll give Wes as a perfect example, right? Like, with, it's it's a mixture of reality, but but fiction in the sense of everything they do is, like, real life, but he gets compared to somebody's character in WWE. So the, right. the, the, the similarities and comparisons are both there. So I guess that's the point I'm trying to make here. So, um saw that there was kind of a little bit of a contrast there and a connection there um, as well with... Who would you line uh, Wes up with? Honestly, I'm I'm going Chris Jericho. I was thinking Chris Jericho! Right, so <laughs> I was thinking Chris Jericho, man. Because, like, like, Wes, he always... He lets you know when he's in the room, man. Uh, but he also... He makes changes as necessary... To keep his game A1. No, and, and Chris Jericho is like too. the king of reinvention. So, no, nah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Good shit. That's a good, good line. <laughs> it's like the two of them have found a way to not make themselves stale throughout like decade, two decades. Well, Chris Jericho right. longer than that. But Wes, two decades now in the game. So that's just, you know, uh, basically example there for the fans that are um, kind of listening and wondering what the two similarities were. But Back to my point was when I was first starting this, you know, I guess you could say segment of sorts, an extension of the show. I was thinking, I was like, if we're going to have somebody on here for my first WWE portion of the show, we got to have somebody that I know is really into this. So best of both worlds here. <laughs> long so. time, long time pro wrestling fan. I grew up on it. Um, some of my earliest memories, uh, include, man, I'm about to date myself, bro. I'm never, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever about to, ever made myself look as old as I'm about to look, but man, my earliest is, uh, you know, Hogan, 
uh, Giant, um, uh, by and then hold on, hold on, hold on, Pam, and then Hulk Hogan versus the Giant in WCW. I'm talking about like when they Big had show, the right? monster truck match. Yeah, you know what I mean? And like Hulk Hogan, I'm saying, and, and and Hulk Hogan threw uh, uh, the Giant off the roof, and somehow he survived and came back and got the title the next match. Like, no, yeah, that's where that's where I really cut my teeth on, you know, wrestling, man. You know, the Brett had hit Brett versus Stone Cold, the Brett versus Shawn Michaels, the Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold, the Triple H versus uh, the Rocks. You know, that's where that's where I really kind of grew up and kind of where I really realized it. I ain't really going to where I'm gonna be a fan forever, even if it's with a different company or something. But I'm pretty much stuck there. That's actually um, interesting to hear you say that because you kind of were able to catch it near the. Um, would you say you call it a near the tail end of Attitude Era or like right in the middle? Would you? Are you asking like when maybe I uh, really? When up? you became when you were becoming first a fan, did you catch it near the end or the beginning of the Attitude oh, Era? Oh man, I was coming, dude. My I was becoming a fan like to where I could really understand it because like you know I. You know, I watched it with moms, and I watched it with pops every now and then, but, like, that's when I was, like, a kid kid, mm. you know? Like, everyone remembers, you know, Hogan versus uh, Andre the Giant, but, you know, watching that is completely different from, like, me being able to really appreciate watching, uh, say, like, Razor Ramon, like, watching the one, two, three kid beat Razor Ramon for the first time. Like, that's, like, like one of my earliest memories, like, Big Daddy Cool Diesel. Like, back when Kane was, uh, you know, you know what was he? Was it Isaac uh, Yankovic? The DDS, dentist, you know yeah. what I mean? When he was mm-hmm. pulling out people's nasty teeth. That was Kane back then, you know what I mean? So, like, that's like that's what I really, um, I really started to be able to really appreciate it. Like, you can watch stuff, but you don't really comprehend and appreciate it until you get really older. But, like, from there, it was really stuck. Yeah, I, um... I would say when I first got indoctrinated into it, um, upon seeing it for the first time, was 2004-ish, I would say. So I was in the ruthless aggression era. I was, believe it or not, this is <laughs> this is crazy stat here. I was about three weeks old when um, WrestleMania 20 took place at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's a crazy statistic. I was technically alive during that, and it was happening, like, literally 10 minutes away from me. I just obviously wasn't, like, you know, conscious to when it actually happened. But that's, like, a uh, crazy statistics. But I would say, like, in terms of when I was actually really, like, old enough to, like, observe fully and comprehend what was going on was 2007. So my first earliest memories of um, truly being a fan was, I think, the Edge and Dan- uh, Edge and Damer, Edge and Undertaker 2007 feud, where, um, oh, nice, yeah, nice. when Edge cashed in Money in the Bank on him, that yeah. was like my uh, first real indoctrination. But I knew about like all the because um, I would watch the. Uh, this was back when WWE had that deal with on demand, like the WWE 24/7. And they had all those old pay-per-views. So I would go back and watch, like, the Hulk Hogan's, the um, Under the Giants, Macho Man. So, like, I was, like, aware of, like, the past, and I respected the past. Obviously, just wasn't, like, old enough to, like, watch it as it happened, you know. So I would say probably Edge, Undertaker, Batista, 2007 was my earliest first real memories of watching it. And then 
needless to say. Yeah, that was when SmackDown was like stacked, bro. That was when that, that's who, bro. Like people didn't want to talk about it, bro, but it was smoking raw, man. Like I, I'm watching both, man. But like trust and believe, bro. Like I was interested in SmackDown because I knew that it was gonna go down, especially during that time too. Because like Batista was smack was uh was stomping on people. They, I think Kurt Angle was still over there. That was right when he turned into the wrestling machine. Mm. He went looking crazy. Uh, Edge versus Undertaker. Undertaker was running stuff. That's when uh, that was right when he he killed Paul Bearer. <laughs> well, Paul Bearer died the, uh for the first time because like he got uh Undertaker let him die and then Kane didn't save him from Edge. He got like submitted like both times. It was crazy, but uh, it was good times. Yeah, you had Rey Mysterio was over there too. That was kind of the. Yeah, that was his um, coming out party. It was right around that time when I first became a fan, like when he uh, first became a main eventer. He yeah, was, was, he, was, he, was, he was a cruiserweight for most of the early 2000s. Like he was yeah. just strictly in the cruiserweight. Like he had a few with Eddie, um, but it wasn't until I would say 2000, early 2006, late 2005 when he first became a main eventer. So that was. was that- well, uh, that was right after Eddie passed, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So now that you guys kind of got a little bit of a backstory on how the both of us became fans, um, him and I are now are going to kind of shift gears and talk about what I think everybody in the world of professional wrestling has been talking about the last week. And him and I were talking about this before the recording started, how we already can't believe it's been a full week since Mania happened. Yeah, man. <laughs> The fact that that's like I'm just now processing that because in the lead up when you're a professional wrestling fan, it's the road to WrestleMania, especially like the week of you're kind of walking a straight and narrow and like the weeks just kind of go like this. And all you could think about is mania itself. And then once it just those three hours or six hours now, in this case, since it's two nights now that they do the event, they kind of just go by so fast and then you're kind of left looking like, oh, wow, came and went and it's over. So now that the uh, dust has settled a little bit, um, <clears throat> do you want to talk a little bit about how uh, how you viewed your Mania experience? Did you do anything uh, do anything special or you just kind of flipped on Peacock? I was flipped on Peacock, bro. I don't, uh, bro long gone are the days where we used to, I used to be able to do the wrestling parties. Shout out to Tony Barker, bro. Um, but like, it used to go down. Now it's just when I when I get a free moment, I just flip it on. I get the chance to see what I can watch, and then from there, <laughs> go back to work. I hate being an adult. It sucks. It sucks. Yeah. But Mania was bro. It was. I'm I'm glad some things happened. There were some things that I didn't expect that was going to happen. There were some things that I was surprised to happen. Um. It was a crazy ass experience, bro. Like, it was, <laughs> shit, bro. All right, so like, there, there were certain things that you knew was going to happen. Okay, all right. Rhea Ripley was going to get that title, in my opinion. I'm talking, and I'm talking like just, you know, I'm talking. We taking all the kayfabe out. I was just talking like straight up. Like, yeah. we knew, like, Rhea, like there was no way that Rhea Ripley wasn't going to get that, get that belt. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. All right. There is no way, in my opinion, that Sammy and KO was not going to get those belts. Agreed. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I 100% expected Bianca to retain. 100%. Uh, 
Uh, even though, honestly, I'm a, a big fan of Oscar and I feel that Oscar deserves better. But that's just me. I don't think Oscar should have lost her on the street, undefeated streak against Charlotte. She's been really, it's really been downhill ever since. But yeah. I think, I think what they're doing with Bianca, and I'll get back to what we were saying. But I think what they're doing with Bianca is they're be, uh, establishing her streak. Uh, I was just I, saying this too. I, yeah, because she's undefeated. Three and zero at WrestleMania, um, and three, the last two or three have been her with the title. Um, uh, because like the last 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 one she went in against uh, Becky, it was chasing, right? She was chasing the first two years. She chased Sasha at 37, Becky you're last right. year, and then retained yeah. this year. Yeah. Okay, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, so like, and so I think they're gonna. If there's anyone that can actually, they will legitimately give an undefeated streak to because either they, they they never should have had. This is me. This is me. They never should have had Undertaker streak get broken. It was too iconic. Mm-hmm. It's like it's twenty. It was twenty. It was twenty straight. There's no way. There's almost no way you're gonna be able to get that now. But I hope they do it with Bianca. Yeah. You know, I hope they give her a legitimate streak. I'll give her give her a legitimate WrestleMania streak, and I don't have no one break it because someone needs to have a I'm flawless at WrestleMania because even even the Heartbreak Kid is flawless in matches, but he's not flawless in WrestleMania. We need someone that's just that's never lost at WrestleMania. I, that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Bianca they're gonna they're putting Bianca on that. Um, what's the other real major ones? I'll get the, I'll get the Cody and Roman in a minute. Uh, I'm. <laughs> Woo! I think we were talking about it, bro. But they did Bobby Lassie and LA, LA, uh, LA Knight wrong, bro. That you know, they just reported. That's a good. I'm glad we, we we this this is one of my points that I wanted to talk about. So you might as well knock it out now. I saw uh, this week that there was um, a report that they were supposed to have an LA Knight and uh, Lashley segment that was supposed to lead to like a match, and they scrapped it. <laughs> but the thing that bothers me is like, um. You scrap that, but you have enough time to have Shane McMahon come back and Pat McAfee the night before. You mean to tell me on night two with only six matches? Night one had seven. Like, you know, by all means, like, do what you got to do. Seven's enough. You know, get give the time slots to everybody that's worked their way and earned their way on that card. Because night one was a flawless show, in my opinion. It was fantastic. Yeah. But night two, I mean, you know, had their moments – but there were some, you know, fluff I thought in there of things that I felt, you know, kind of should have been left out. Like the Shane thing should have not happened if they were going to have any, right. if they should have had any impromptu um, segment match of any kind, it should have been Lashley versus LA Knight. You right. know what I mean? Like Lashley deserved to be on that card. He would have been on, um, had, you know, some situations that people really don't even know yet what's up with Bray Wyatt, but apparently. Right. That's still up in the air, right? Like everybody's still talking about it was some kind of a physical issue. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I'm not gonna talk mess. I guess it might have been, man. But it's like we we lost a good set of match. Even though <laughs> Brock was not having that. <laughs> Say, bro, I'm not doing that spooky shit. <laughs> That's a dream match too. I was actually looking forward to Brock so versus. So was I. <laughs> so was I. So was I. Even if even if it was straight up Brock Lesnar just juggernauting through all the spooky shit, bro. Like they should have played that out, man. Apparently, <laughs> he was not having that shit. To like, now, nah, son. He's a, I, I beat the Undertaker, bro. I ain't gotta do no more speaking shit, bro. I ain't, ain't gonna be no fiend over here. <laughs> Just give me the Nigerian giant, bro. 
Well, why why do you think that they uh why do you think they scrapped Lashley versus LA Knight? Time constraints? You think that was uh, the old man's call? I think it was the old man's call. Um, and I think there's a. It's, it, it's, it, I, I don't I don't know how to put this because I don't necessarily I think it's the death knell of the WWE that we are used to and there is something else coming that we might not like I don't think we're going to like that we're going to have to get used to um, right. I, I don't know how to articulate that better because I don't I don't really know how they're going to pull off having UFC and WWE underneath the same umbrella with knowing that one is straight up a, um, you know, it's, it's real fighting, you know, mm-hmm. real fighting, not fixed results. The best man wins versus a scenario where, you know, these jet guys, these women and these men are busting their ass and putting on a fantastic show, but we know, but, but there's an, I, there's a finalized winner already chosen. So like at this point, they're just performing again. I don't know how you're going to have those two things underneath the same umbrella and if and when you're going to have those two things intertwined because when do you start blurring that line and how far can you blur that line before it just becomes fuckery? Mm, right. Yeah. I, honestly, if I'm me being the devil's advocate here, you want me to be entirely blunt on why, why I feel that this deals – I mean, I know why it came to pass for um, – uh, the UFC endeavor side of things. Like I think from a logistic standpoint, they were most likely went through with this deal because of the money aspect. And they know like it could bring a set of eyeballs to um, maybe the uh, UFC product that weren't there before and vice versa. But um, I personally feel like from the WWE side of things, more specifically Vince McMahon, I feel like he sold to the only guy that he knows wants anything to do with him. So he could kind of weasel his way back in. Yeah. Because you you kind of see what's been happening, right? Mm -hmm. Like you've been seeing what's been going on. It went from it went from old man is retiring, and honestly, listen, I once again I grew up with both Vince McMahon, the uh, 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 lead announcer, and also the Mr. McMahon character. I grew up with these people. Like I, you know, you don't want to see these things. Uh, you know, these legacies get tarnished, but he tarnished the fuck out of them shits, bro. All right? Like, there's a lot of... There's, a, like... You want to you wanna give everyone the benefit of the doubt. You want to believe everyone. So, like, you know, one or two accusations, okay, let's, let's, let's see. Let's see about the evidence. Let's see about the evidence. But that boy got, like, what, like, four to eight? Like, it's crazy. Like, he's been wilding. He's been wilding way too much. And, and honestly, at this point, like, he should not really... Really... He shouldn't be attached to the WWE in any way, shape, or form. But so that was what was supposed to be happening. So we got that out the way. Boom. Now we we're going on to the new paradigm. We got a new regime. We got Triple H running things, which is significantly better. Let's just be honest. Like every, I mean, anything that Triple H is telling. This is me because like, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a fan of Triple H. I've always been a fan of Triple H. I'm just I'm I've made it clear. That if Triple H isn't in your top like ten to fifteen wrestlers of all time, you're lying to yourself. I'm, I've said it. I'm, I'm I hold it down. You can't name me one decent person, no one person in the WWE who's uh, that you consider better than Triple H that didn't have a great feud with Triple H first. There's mm-hmm. nobody, and he's literally helped carry. And I, I don't mean to say carry, but like Triple Triple H and Shawn Michaels when they had that return match, 
if they wouldn't have had that same match if it was Shawn Michaels and someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had that fantastic match because it was because it was Triple H, you know, as good as Triple H is versus a Shawn Michaels who is arguably the greatest of all time who might have lost a step at this point. All right, because he's on the way he's on the way back. All right, so Triple H is one of the greatest, and I'm tired of the hate. So let's in that. But everything Triple H has touched in regards of like being in power, being COO, was his title? Was it? Yeah, COO. Mm-hmm. All right, so being COO and like everything he's touched, he's pretty much turned into gold. And if it's not gold, it's been close enough. All right, he took over as the new Mr. McMahon character with the authority, which gave us gave us multiple people, to, uh, multiple superheroes, uh, gave them something to fight against. We wouldn't have had Dan- Daniel Bryan's moment without the authority. We wouldn't have had uh, uh, Seth, Roll- uh, Seth Rollins' uh, King Destroyer without the authority. We wouldn't have had John Cena. Uh, hell, we wouldn't have had the John Cena get fired angled without uh, the authority and Triple H coming through. Honestly, bringing out some of the best acting I've ever seen in the WWE. I'm, like, they was fantastic. He made himself cry. It's crazy. That's great acting work. Um, you know, women's re- uh, women's revolution, women's evolution was you know Triple H, Vince, uh, uh, Triple H, Sam McMahon kind of situation. You know, uh, NXT. You know, NXT, the black and gold brand originally. You know, from my understanding, and I, I could be wrong, but you know that was you know that's part Dusty's baby, but that's, a lot of that is Triple H's baby too. Yeah. You know, and so Triple H was signing a lot of indie people who I knew about, but I really didn't know about. And then once they got in the ring, got in the WWE ring, it was like, okay, so I should have been paying attention a long time ago. Bro, I hit that Adam Cole baby proudly, bro. I'm telling you, that motherfucker, is, that, he is nice. He's nice with it, man. I was an Undisputed Era fan, bro. You know, uh, uh, the mugs from gold. Like, he put everything he touched turns to gold, bro. And he gave us, he gave us what it's like to see the organization ran by someone who was legitimately in the ring first? Because with respect to Vince, like he would do anything for like you know Stone Cold and to put over the wrestler he was going against. Whatever the, it was, Mr. McMahon versus this wrestler, he would do whatever it takes, and it's always appreciated. But he wasn't a wrestler, you know. Triple H was a wrestler. Triple H was a wrestler, and he was he's been on both sides of the fences. So he, I think he he'll because of that his, because of the experience, he's been able to develop a better product. Mm-hmm. He has, I think, he has his few biases, but I think a lot of his biases aren't really hurting the product. I think Vince McMahon's bi- uh, biases was really and will continue to hurt the product. Yeah, um, and I think you even see it with kind of the reception, um, the morale, the reception of the fans, the morale within the locker room um, of the superstars, and then with sales, merch going up. I mean, for God's sakes, every single premium live event that they've had and every single raw and smackdown you're seeing are all sellouts you know like this isn't stuff that was regularly happening under the vince regime the last couple of years you know what i mean so i think it's been a glaring um a glaring improvement from the last several years that we've seen um so that's why i think um product wise this is going to be a true test here, I think, for yeah. the first time in a while um, that we haven't had. I know, like, there's always some trepidation since Vince has stepped down of people, you know, thinking like, oh, you know, is this guy going to be back in? Is he back already? Will he be back? This was the first week, I feel like, where it was actually a real thing. You know, I think the contrast between Raw and SmackDown was definitely um, noticeable. Oh, yeah. I think... <laughs> 
dude, I got to be honest. Like, I think this past Raw might have been the worst Raw of 2023 thus far. Worst show of 2023. That was pathetic. Hey, hey bro, I, I wasn't happy, man. I wasn't happy. Now, and look, I'm I'm always down to, you know, we're going to touch on it real quick, but I'm always down to see Brock Lesnar just beat the shit out of someone. But come yeah. on. Come on. Mm-hmm. They, they teased everybody so bad. Just, just give us the match first, bro. Just, or, or like, like, like have a... Bro, there was 30 minutes. It was a three-hour show, and there was a 30 minutes of accumulative, accumulative time spent wrestling. You mean to tell me that Vince McMahon didn't book this show? Bro, man, I just... We had 30 minutes last night, and, like, the first 30 minutes of the show. They started throwing hands, bro, like it's supposed to be. Bro, like it's, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt, even though, let's just be honest, man. Like the Vince, the Vince Rams stuff was Roman Reigns being shoved down our throat like Super Cena. So it's mm-hmm. like, whereas, like I can't get enough of the Tribal Chief right now. Like I, like he needs to. I wasn't mad that he didn't lose at WrestleMania, bro. I told you, I think I told I, you, bro. I, I wasn't, I wasn't mad either. I, I, my mind immediately draw, drew back to you. Cause I think you told me a good six months ago, five yeah. months ago, that you were like, I don't know if Cody's the guy. I, I don't, bro. And it's not even, uh, it's not even that he hasn't improved and he's not main event level because he is bro. Like, and honestly, I think everyone that has either left, or been fired from WWE and then gone through the the indie pipeline and gone through and, and pretty much if you left WWE and then at some point became TNA champion or Impact champion, you were coming back to WWE as a main eventer. It's just the way it is. It, yeah. The proof is in the pudding. McIntyre, right? Lashley, McIntyre, bro, Lashley, headband, Lashley is a beast, bro. I don't care what no one says. Mm-hmm. I used to, I did, I hated on the, the moment I saw. I was like, why is this big black motherfucker with this goddamn headband on? And then he started wrestling. <laughs> then he started wrestling with that goddamn headband on and just started beating the shit out of people. Yeah. Now, oh, well, headband lastly is a motherfucking monster. Cool. No problem. I'm all for it. All right. Hold on. Hold on. There's some more people uh, uh, that's uh, about to, because you know, we've been talking about it for a while. Uh, we call him L.A. Knight. But, uh, oh, yeah, Eli yeah. Drake. He was Eli, Eli Drake. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eli Drake was nice over there. Eli Drake got that title. And I'm telling you, at some point, L.A. Knight going to get that belt. I think quick, quick, quick rapid fire here. Money in the bank. You know, let's just kind of free ball this thing right now. Uh, Current instant reaction when I ask you who should win money in the bank in three months. Who are you saying? Because I know who I'm saying. Montez. Really? Oh, it's man. Time. <laughs> All right. I, I won't. I won't. I won't. Uh, I won't argue that one's a good one. Um, cause I, the reason why I immediately shifted the money in the banks because I thought I was giving you an alley oop there because we were talking about L.A. Night. I thought it was a slam dunk. <laughs> listen, listen. Now look, that's who you, who, who I want to win is Montez, but who's probably going to win is L.A. Night. Okay. Yeah. Now because like, I. I, they're they're definitely getting ready to push Montez. He's definitely, I, and I think he's going to push Angelo too. Especially, bro, did you see the goddamn pounce, bro? Did you see him You're talking about Braun when he Strowman when he ran over head? Braun Strowman? Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. Braun Strowman is three eighty. Mm-hmm. Braun Strowman is three hundred eighty pounds with a noticeable six pack. That's a lot of explosive power, bro. All right, all right. And let's just say, let's just say, like. 
you know, Brian sold the fuck out of that. But like either way, just the pounce was just nice. Just the impact was mean. I'm telling you, I think Angelo Dawkins has been seeing what people have been saying like, now. Nah, don't get me, don't get it twisted. And I respect that. I really mm -hmm. do. But I think they're gonna put I think at some point, I think by 2025, they're gonna put the they're gonna put the strap on uh they're gonna put the rocket on Montez. All right, and Angelo might be one of my, Angelo might be one of the people who he either beats for a beats for the belt or might get beat for the belt down the line. But he's gonna have to go through Mont. He's gonna have to go through Angelo. This is mm -hmm. I just think it's the way it's gonna be. But if they're really gonna put the strap on somebody right now, it's going uh, so if they're gonna put the rocket on somebody. It's gonna be LA Knight. Uh, but they got still gotta figure out how they're going to split up the titles if that's the case. Because realistically, I want I see this is once again we're getting back to where I was at. What I'm saying about like. I can't get enough of the tribal chief. I want him to hit a thousand days for sure. You know, and the fact of the matter is, you know, I wouldn't be upset if he kept like the universal title and like the WWE title went to roll or the WWE title went, uh, you know, was the one that like more people started fighting for. And he held on to that uh, universal one until he like passes some people, especially Hogan. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm going to hate it. But. Yeah, I think <laughs> I wouldn't mind that either, to be honest. <laughs> the match has definitely been uh, better under Reigns than Hogan, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're being real. Hogan uh, did a lot for the business, but if we're just being objective here, I mean, you know. Oh, bro. Yeah, listen, listen. Let me, let me tell you something. This is, this is you know, you you obviously know why I have a love and yeah, yeah. hate love relationship with Hogan. But, like, mm -hmm. I'm also a pro wrestling fan. Okay, so you know, there's sometimes like you know, an old Hogan match might come up on the network, and I'm watching, like, you know, Hogan, I was, I think I might have told you, like, I was watching Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior, and I ain't gonna sit there and pretend like I ain't mark out a little bit. It's just, it's just, you sometimes separate the art from the person when it comes to this, this pro wrestling shit, man. Yeah, right? like, yeah, I mean, except for like somebody like New Jack, because like, I, yeah, I think he's legitimately. As crazy as on air as he was off, like he's a G OG. Mm -hmm. um, but like, you know, like you know, Hogan got some of the best moments in. He, he legitimately has some of the best moments in pro, pro wrestling, like the the double turn at uh at WrestleMania 18. Like, come on, man, that's insane. Now, I don't think a lot of people could have pulled that off. Mm -hmm. All right, and a lot of people, if if that if that was planned, that was fantastic planning. All right. If it wasn't planned and it was just impromptu, impromptu, and uh, on the uh, improv, then even better. But like that, I that was a crazy ass flip. Hell, the original heel turn. He got some of the best moments in pro wrestling. So it's like you gotta. I, I respect the marking. If I gotta mark out, sometimes I'll mark out. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah, but drawing back to you know what you said about Reigns hitting a thousand days, I I did the math. And um, believe it or not, the 1,000th day falls on the day of King of the Ring, which is May 27th. And from what I've read, that's apparently the next premium show that he's supposed to be working. Because he's apparently not going to be working Backlash, but he's supposed to work uh, King of the Ring. Because usually he does work Saudi shows, and that's in Saudi. Right. He's gonna he's gonna be working Money in the Bank, and then he's gonna have the SummerSlam match. So if he hits, he's hitting the a thousand. I don't think that's a question in anybody's mind. I just think it's more or less a question of when he's gonna, I guess, hold the belt into. Are they gonna pull the trigger with whoever's taking the belt off him at SummerSlam, or are they gonna wait this thing out until 40 again? Because I mean, I do value the story, 
However, I do feel that having him hold both belts for another whole year might you might get into some uh, murky waters a little bit there. Right. I mean, we, you turn it into a situation where we're building the legacy of Reigns. And like I said, I fucks with the tribal chief. But, I mean, if he holds it for another full year, that's a full year of not building any new, like, main event stars, which is what we truly need right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Hold on. Hold on, pal. We didn't talk, we didn't talk about the one crazy-ass match. Bro. When, when do you think Seth Rollins is going to get the gang on belt? Because, like, he's pretty much been the MVP, bro. He's been holding it down for a while, bro. And, like, and I mean, like, cl- like ma- classic matches with Rose. Cl- I, won't, I won't call the one he did. He j- the one they just had with uh, Logan. Uh, was, I'm sorry. Uh, Logan Paul. Logan Paul, yeah. It was, it was like a four, like four-and-a-half-star four match, I it was a good. It was a good match. It wasn't flawless, but it was a good match. It was a yeah. good, good. It was a hell of a match. Um, but he's been doing this shit for a while now. At some point in time, he got to get that belt back, man. And he's never been like the like he's won in the main event, but he didn't walk into that main event like as like yeah. the promoted main event guy. You know, like that was when he cashed in. He's never been like the guy in the main event of a mania. He's never technically main evented a mania either. I don't think, right? Because no, uh, I think. Um... Uh, even well, I, I think uh, when he went against Triple H, I think they considered it one of those one of the multiple main event situations. But I don't think it was like the main event. He he kicked off the show at 35 when he won the Rumble against Brock. You remember that? Yeah, that was the yeah. first match of the night. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, that. I mean, so at some point he kind of needs his due. And I was actually thinking about him the other day as like one of the wild cards. I thought for people to potentially beat Reigns. Do I, at my heart and core, think that he will be the guy? I don't think so. But he's somebody that I'd put in that conversation to be the guy to beat Roman. Well, they got to do something with it because they left it hanging. They just left it. They just left it as Seth was getting the better of him, and Reigns just kind of lost it because you know. The mind games actually work. Seth's the only person who's actually made the mind games work to where Reigns didn't give a fuck about losing the title. He just wanted to beat the shit out of me. Yeah. All right. Into another, if they get into another one of those scenarios, which you know, especially if Vince McMahon is going to be booking this again, you know, if they get into one of these situations, another one of these uh, title situations. I could definitely see a no disqualification or you know, Reigns gets disqualified and Seth gets the title kind of thing, man. So mm-hmm. it really. Like, we hope for the best, man, but I want, I need him to get a, he needs a run. He deserves a legitimate run, and he deserves to be, like, the man. I wouldn't mind seeing, a, you know, 40 or 41 where, like, just like you said, he's walking in the mania with the belt. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think that's more of a distinct possibility if the belts are split by the time 40 rolls around. And you think they're gonna um, flip the, uh, you think they're going to get one of the, one of the, one of or both of the belts off of Reigns with the money in the bank? Or what, how do you think they're going to play that off? Because they the last like, one or two has been a failed cash-in, right? The last one, yeah. Oh, the, last the last one was Austin Theories and that, that U.S. title shit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to him uh, too in, in a few minutes because I just want to kind of – we'll break down each match kind of quickly, um, like one by one, just to give like our thoughts to those that we haven't talked about yet. And then we'll – We'll uh, then kind of shift gears to the draft and backlash. But quick thoughts before we get to that. Um, like you said, I think um, with getting the belts off of Roman, I personally feel that he has to lose all in order to make the moment 
special. I don't think whoever beats him is going to keep both belts. I think they're going to like unify them after he's beaten. So I think, for example, if Cody's the guy, I think he'll win both belts, but then he'll come out like the next night and they'll like basically give him the wing title, give him the wing title. And then like the universal one can uh, go back to the other brand. Cause they're going to have a draft already at that point. Like they're going to have split brands. Cause that's, the draft's apparently taking place the night or the raw after backlash, so two nights after backlash. So, yeah, well, we'll get into that obviously in a few moments, but um, yeah, just kind of wanted to um, and we'll work our way up to Roman and Cody too, um, again, at because that's obviously what main evented night too. Um, but I kind of wanted to like break down kind of each match quickly and give like our uh, thoughts and opinions on it because. Personally, and, you know, I'm not even trying to be recent bias here, but um, in terms of sitting and watching a mania, like just from a pure like enjoyment standpoint, match quality, I can honestly say this is possibly the best mania that I've ever personally watched as a fan. Because you got to remember here, like obviously you've seen more, I'm sure, than I have live. Um, This is the best one that I've watched as a fan live. Safe to say that. All right. So. Um, I can't give it that distinction, but I will. I will say uh, it was an absolutely fantastic mania. Uh, night one of mania was is. It's one of those situations where, if you had if they if it wasn't a if it was a single disc and not a double disc, it might be a classic. But that's kind of what it is. Um, me personally, I saw I was at uh, um, thirty one when it was here in Santa Clara. Um, yeah. So like I'm sorry I was I was I was there live. That was really good. That was a, that was my that's my second that's my second favorite mania of the 30s. Going yeah, into this found, one, yeah. I found out I'm actually on the WWE Network because of that. There's a, a during like Seth Rollins, uh, they 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 showed this like top 10 rivalry list between Rollins and Reigns, and during the cash in after I'm sorry after the cash in, there's a video of me cheering like this. I realized it was the uh, I had on my uh, my kind of like my Biggie shirt, uh, this Biggie baby shirt that was kind of this cutoff back when I was swollen and stuff. But uh, <laughs> um, but no, so that was um, 31 was pretty good. I'm also you know I got biased towards 17, uh, 19. That's the best one. Those those two are my top two. 17 yeah. and 19. I think those are the best two. And then yeah. 30 39 would be third for me. So no, you got some good choices, man. Uh, but we had a couple stinkers though. We've had so we've earned this one, right? We've had a couple stinkers. We... Yeah, I'd say thir- 30, 32 is. Dude, I was at twenty nine. That was a stinker. I'm just being objective here. That was bad show. That was it was it. Twenty seven, twenty nine were both stinkers. Yeah. This is not gonna be a popular take here, man. But I'm just gonna say it. I think thirty is an overrated show. Oh, I think it, I think it's overrated. <laughs> <laughs> what I what I would say about thirty is like it's a spot fest, man. It's a spot okay, fest. Okay. All right, all right, it's more about moments than it is like match quality. Let's bring this back, though. Okay, hold on. All right, because like there's some. Okay, so where do you feel like it jumps the shark at? Where do you feel like it does? It starts doing too much. Like, do you feel like it, do you feel like it was because of the end of the Triple H? Daniel Bryan match and how they pretty much stomped in the fuck out before. I enjoyed that. I like that. Okay, see, see, I'm gonna be real. See, 
I it's kind of one of those situations where you know for a fact Daniel Bryan is going to get the payoff. All right, you know he's you know for a fact they're not going to because they somebody would have right they legitimately would have right at that time. But like you know Daniel Bryan was going to win that title at the end. But so when you do stuff like have Triple H beat him down after the match, all right, and you know almost dislocate his shoulder and beat him down, I was like, all right, bro. Like we know, we know, we know, we know. All right, so so you didn't have an issue with that. So what was the problem? Because right, I, 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 I'm sorry, I must know this. I must know this. I, I think that I liked both Daniel Bryan matches. Those, those were great. The Triple H Daniel Bryan match, I think, is one of the best opening matches to a Mania ever. I think it was. And then the main event was great storytelling. It was a great match, great outcome. Lesnar versus Undertaker is possibly the most shocking moment in professional wrestling history, possibly. But the match was trash. Yeah, it was. So yeah, that's, was. Wh- that's why I think it's overrated. Because if those are the two things, Daniel Bryan and the streak that Mania kind of, you know, tips its cat to, then I think, like, it's overrated because the match wasn't good for taker and brock yeah it's i hate to say it but it's almost like that's the that's the year where taker should have called it a wrap or before before 30s when he probably should have called it a wrap because you're right that match wasn't great the year before he had a really good match with punk yeah that's yeah that should have been that should have been it (laughs) or honestly dude if they're thinking about doing a match at 30 i would have done cena versus undertaker at 30 I think that would have been the time to do it. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually surprised they they didn't have that uh, legit match for that and just had it. They probably just waited too long. But like, I heard. I heard they were planning on for 32, but Cena got hurt. Remember that Cena didn't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then they had to, they had to call an audible and bring Shane in. Remember that? That was too. That was tough. that was bad mania too. 32 sucked. Um. 33 was a little up and down. 34 I didn't like. So. Yeah. And then, yeah, I 31 and 39, two best manias of the 30, in my opinion. Yeah, brother. Like, the 30s have been kind of, you know. Yeah, it was something good, man. <laughs> okay. All um, right. So, so where are we at? Where are we at? All right, let's let's start actually dive yeah. into the show now. So <clears throat> I thought everything coming into this was great. Um sold out packed stadium um so far the visual was great absolutely loved the setup and the stage um for 39 with the whole hollywood thing they had like basically made the stage look like a movie theater basically um and then we kick off night one and it's syrian siri <laughs> i said siri cena and theory yeah bro i'm so glad like uh I said, uh, Siri, I, my whole fucking laptop would have just fucking like been like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Cena versus Theory. I saw a lot of people on Twitter and all over uh, social media shitting on this match. And I'm not trying to justify or, you know, glorify this match because I don't necessarily think it was like a good match. But like rewatching it compared to watching it in real time, it wasn't as horrible as a match as people made it out to be. It was a basic match, but right. like. They acted as if like this was like a trash match, you know. It wasn't a great match by any means, but I thought it got the point across. And I mean, yeah. How do you? Were you mad that he didn't win clean? Yeah, I was. Truthfully, I understand why. 
he didn't win clean, but I I actually kind of agree. I think Cena should have put him over legitimately. Mhm. Yeah. What did what did you think about as far as um the match itself? I understand, you know, Cena's like working in between um shooting for movies, so like there's only so much he could do and how many bumps he could take, you know what I mean? And he's clearly not in like ring shape at this moment. So um well, he's C- man. Yeah, Theory kind of had to slow down his pace for um Cena, but um I think just having him put over theory in general was kind of the overall objective here. So there's only so much you could really nitpick at, but um, did, did you, did you, uh, did you like that this outcome went the way it did? Like, did you like, were you okay with the match taking place in general? Like, um, I, how can I put this? I think, I think you touched on it, but big, big match, John, is no longer really Big Match John. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so with that being said, I'm kind of glad they got they got it over like as soon as possible. But there's th- this might need to be it unless he's unless he's going to come back, come back. It might it might be time. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a watching the match. It was never a time. It was like I mean, it was, it was like I was ever I ever really thought Cena had any kind of a chance, and that's not something I'm used to unless it was like him versus Lesnar or something like that. Like you're, it's Cena, the guy who carried who, uh, he's carried the company on his back for like ten plus years. All right, more so than anyone else that we that we talk about as favorites. You know, Cena and carried it. So, but with that with that distinction comes a certain amount of expectation of the match and expectation of Cena in general. And, you know, he's just in general, he's just not the same Cena he was. Like, he's even smaller than he was when he was in Pacemaker. I'm sorry, in Peacemaker. Mm -hmm. Because he got, he leaned out for Peacemaker, but he still had some size. He's, I don't know how much he weighs right now, but it doesn't, it doesn't look right. He looks like a dad now. He looks, he, looks, he looks like an in-shape spin teacher, a spin a cyclist. <laughs> yeah. And I saw a guy, I saw this guy once do a, um, I think he was working out and he's doing like 30 sets of two reps at like, oh no, it was like 360 pounds or something like that. But it was 30 sets of two. Okay. 30 sets of two. And I mean, he was going like every 90 seconds. So it's like mm-hmm. this man was putting up some weight. All right. Just the volume of that is insane. Yeah. You know, this is a guy who I once saw, you know, F5, the big show, and Edge at the same time. Like, yeah, and that's like 800 pounds. That's like, uh, what's that? Was it? Ends up, it was so close to like 700 pounds. Yeah. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. He's not doing that no more. And that's, and maybe that's fine. But like, let me like John, let me watch you and Fast and the Furious and stuff like that from now on, bro. Like, unless you, like, unless you gonna put, unless you gonna come back, you know, put that side back on, be Big Max John, man. Dog, you've done enough, man. And I mean, like, you've done, you've carried your share, bro. It's time to pass the torch. Let, let these, let these youngins do it. I think, I think at this point, if you're gonna bring him back at all, the only thing left for him to do is just get that 17th World Championship and then retire. I want to see him break it personally. Before, I didn't want to see him break it. <laughs> now, it's kind of like, all right, Rick, 
Let's go have Cena right that where we came. Because you can't bring up Ric Flair anymore without the fuckery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's way. exactly why. So. But yeah, we could uh, we could move into our next match, which I feel is possibly the most underrated match, or unexpected, rather, match of the entire weekend, which was the tag showcase match. Mm. Little, little to no expectations going in. You know, they kind of just threw it at you the last week or so heading into mania but boy oh boy did it deliver yes, sir. it was a very good i thought everybody in that match had moments where they looked good um and exactly the name showcase that's what it did it showcased guys that maybe didn't have clear stories heading into wrestlemania or weren't maybe given you know maybe the ample amount of tv time as some other people did going into mania but you know they all got a chance to kind of show um Show what they could do in the ring. I thought Chad Gable, oh man, I mean, it wasn't even just this night. He's just been regularly Chad Gable. Every single Monday Night Raw has just been put on banger after banger with uh, pretty much everybody steps in the ring. I'm, I'm going to be real cl- Oh, man, hold on. It's my bad, my bad, my bad. It's all good. All right. Um, sorry about that. Uh, okay, so... Chad Gable is my sneak for he's going to be champion in one day. I don't know how he's going to get it, and I don't know when he's going to get it. And it might—I hate to say it—he might even it might even be a transitional. It might even be a couple month thing. But he's done the work, and in my opinion, that's little angle. Yeah, that's little angle, and I say that with the most respect possible. Angle is an absolute monster. Angle. Angle is one of the few people I consider better in-ring worker than Shawn Michaels. And I know people don't like hearing me saying that, but it's the truth. That's just me. Yeah, I, I don't argue. But, no, Chad no, Chad Gable is the man, bro. And he's been putting on a lot of bangers. And more importantly, he's been showing that he can go and be a proper, uh, I don't like to say, but, but a proper foil for the up-and-comer and, you know, main event baby faces that are, you know, showing up. All right, because I think uh, shit, right when Cody got there, before he really got into it, with, or right after he got into it with Seth, he needed he needed somebody to keep pushing him. Chad Gable, Chad Gable will bust your ass. Has a pretty ass moonsault, bro. He has one of the best. Um, uh, him and Neville have one of the best like deadlift, goddamn. Uh, German suplex. It's insane, bro. You see what he did to Braun Strowman. The German suplex where he like had airtime on him, he just held him like that for five seconds or so before slamming him. Dude, dude, Chad Gable was a monster, bro. But like this, and this is kind of where I'm gonna start getting a little worried. Back with the back with the old regime, he's gonna, you know, if 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 the old man is gonna start tripping on him, man, he's not gonna he's not gonna get where he needs, and that's messed up because he deserves to get up to that next level. Don't hit that man talking about he's talking about he's he's too short and no shit like that, man. Let, let that man rock. Mm-hmm. Shit, I ain't gonna lie. I love. I enjoy Otis more now. I enjoy Otis so much more as the number one guy, as the number one guy, as opposed to you know the butterfly worm thing he was doing or the, the heavy the heavy machinery. Yeah, himself. yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think he, I think he's an absolute beast now. All right, absolute beast. What do you, What do you think about uh, Braun Strowman and Ricochet as a team? It was like kind of. Uh... I don't. I guess it was more or less just two guys with like no direction put together. I understand like the contrast. Like one guy's like you know, you know, big in a powerhouse. The other guy's like 
um, kind of like the uh, acrobatic dude. I think they did that initially to punish Braun because didn't remember when Braun did that thing about the flippy floppers? He was talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> they put him with like the prototype for who a flippy flopper wrestler is. And it's given us a pretty decent team. Yeah. I don't Admitted. think they're I don't think they're gonna do anything with him, and I think they'll separate him before, like you know, any championships or anything like that really come into question. But for what they're doing right now, it's, it's good. All right, and Ricochet. The good thing about Ricochet right now is like you already know he's the master of the flippity flip shit. Mm-hmm. Any flip you want to, except for that. The only person I put above him right now, there's a guy, um, uh, the Kingo or yeah. Kingo. But like, like he was uh, going against Kenny Omega in AEW, bro is insane, bro. Mm. He, did, uh, he did like a step up, six eighty on Ken, uh, Kenny Omega through the uh, through the table. It was absolutely nuts. Damn. Like boom, 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 and like just uh, absolute nuts. But they're also Ricochet. He's starting to show his strength too because he's he's throwing around some of these bigger guys now, which mm-hmm. is good. Because it gives him a new dimension, it doesn't make him look so damn frail. Yeah. Once, they had when he they, during that time they had his ass fainting and shit like that. He's mad frail looking. He's he's real he's real young looking. He's real soft looking. So now they're making him kind of look like a beast in 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 more aspects than just flying around, and it's giving us a better and uh, a better well rounded ricochet. You know who I wouldn't mind seeing Ricochet kind of being like a somewhat meaningful feud with because it would give us good matches, but also give Ricochet some more mainstream shine that he might not already have. And that'd be Logan Paul because of remember that spot at the Rumble? You could kind of have a story there set in already of like, you know, these two guys kind of just fly around and let them have like a SummerSlam match or something because there's no clear direction for who Logan's going to next face. I heard he just re-signed the deal. So you know he's going to work SummerSlam. I just don't know who he would face, considering he's a heel now. There's really there's really no available faces for Logan Paul to face, so why not just throw him in a match of Ricochet? Okay, now see, I agree. I actually 100% agree. I think it would be a great uh, set of matches. It would be a great feud. Now, but I would have to ask, so does that lower Logan Paul's stock as Ricochet, as good as he is, is not been put into the position of looking like a main eventer all the time. Cause at this point we've gotten, we've got, he has a match against Reigns. He has a match against Rollins. He has a match against like, uh, Lesnar. Uh, what? He faced uh, Lesnar at that one Saudi show in uh, 2020. I think. You talking about, no, 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 no. Rick, you talking about Ricochet or Logan Paul? Yeah. Rick, Ricochet. You remember when, uh, Ricochet. Oh, yeah, kicked- I'm talking about Logan Paul. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Logan, that's what, oh, that's no. What, yeah, no I remember that. Which is, yeah, yeah. No, I thought you were talking about Ricochet. That's why. That was crazy. <laughs> Ricochet's ass around, bro. But, but yeah, that's that's kind of my point. Even in that match, he was even with the the riding part, they made him look weak as fuck because he was mm-hmm. going against Lesnar. Which I get, it, it's Brock Lesnar, but not everybody's gonna look strong against Brock Lesnar. Yeah. The best, even Triple A's got his arm burst, broken against Brock Lesnar. Okay, cool, but. <laughs> You know, so does that lower does that lower Logan Paul's stock? And if it does, then where does he go from there? Right. Well, my then my question would be, who else? You know, against 
Um, I would say now this is kind of like a shot in the dark here because I don't know how much longer this guy has like left. What about Logan Paul and Edge? I fucks with it, but I want. I think this next one might be it, Chris. That's what I think too. So that's why I'm like, because he said something about wanting to retire in Toronto, and I saw, um, they have a SmackDown in Toronto that's 13 days after SummerSlam. So, yeah, I don't know. It's gonna the difficult conversation is gonna come up in a few short months. Right. Yeah. So, do you? It's like, do you? Do you give Edge's last to Logan Paul? Is Logan Paul really going to be here in the next five to ten years? Like, is he trying to turn this into something legitimate? Uh, shit, what about Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny? <laughs> I mean, if you're trying to get uh, social media clicks, I mean, that's not a bad option. You could also do Paul against McAfee. It's another one. He's, oh, man. You know, that would be crazy. That would be crazy. Uh, the reason why I, I want to go for that... Um, that Paul, hey, who did I just say? I'm sorry. Paul and Bad Bunny. And Paul and Bad Bunny, because then you take out the established veteran, okay? Right. Then you see how good these two actually are. You see how good these two actually can be. Because if they put on, because both of them have been put on fantastic quality matches since they've been starting, since they've been doing this in the WWE, but they've always had someone to kind of carry the weight, too, as well. You right. know, Reigns, Reigns is, is the guy. Rollins is the guy, you know? Even so, Miz, dude. I mean, people shit on the Miz, but he was able to carry Logan Paul. That's the other thing. I was, I was going to bring up the Miz. The Miz is, is, one, of the, is one of the best and most responsible and, mo- and uh, probably trust, trusted wrestlers out right now. All right. right. How much, how much was that great match? How much is that was Logan Paul as opposed to, you know, Miz being the veteran and keeping things going properly? So that's why you, when you put him in a match with, like, someone like Bad Bunny, then y'all get to, hey, nah, so work this shit out. And then if y'all put on another, like, another 4.5 match, star match or something like that, then we know it's really y'all. Yeah. So I guess that'll be... Unless he's going to be in a scenario where one of these two might be going for a belt or competing for a belt or something like that in the future. If you're going, if they're going to be here, there's there. No one wants to be in WWE or be a WWE wrestler and not go for one of the championship belts. If that's the case, why the fuck are you doing it? Mm-hmm. So, you know, what's the point of them doing it? If they can't actually do it without there being a veteran, to you know, hold their hand or to pick up the shit spots where they might mess up because right. they've, been, they've been fantastic matches and I don't know who's been doing the more fantastic, but they've been fantastic matches, but they haven't been flawless either, which is almost impossible, of course. But you know, we start talking about Logan Paul getting a getting a, another or getting a legit title shot and a title feud. It's like, all right, now he got to go through a few more people. We start talking about Bad Bunny getting a U.S. Championship or getting a, the Intercontinental Championship. Hey, man, look, Bad Bunny can go, and I I got more respect for Bad Bunny as a wrestler than he does as as an artist. I'm I'm not really a fan of his music, but I fucks with him in the ring. Yeah. Really but so, but if he gets one of these belts, I, you know, he has to pay a few more dues. He got to go through, you know, a few more views. So I want to see them two go at it so I can really see them blossom. I feel you because we don't necessarily know if it's more of, I mean, it, it takes two to tango, obviously, but we don't know if it's more or less indicative of the guy they're in the ring with than it is the people. 
So, um, I guess that's a good segue to give. I know we already talked about Logan and Seth at the top of the program a little bit, but we could kind of just give like our uh, kind of last thoughts on that before we move on. Um, thought the right guy went over in Seth and Logan. Um, Seth was on a three mania losing streak coming into the match, so it was it was more or less a necessity, I think. And I said this to some people: if Seth were to lose to Logan Paul, the difficult conversation would have to start coming up. You know, like we would have to really start having a difficult conversation about where Seth's credibility was currently at. Right. Yeah. Not be having those kind of conversations. No, absolutely not. So right guy went over. I thought it was like, you know, a solid four, 4.3 out of five stars match. I'd say. Is that fair? Keep getting a little. They have a timing issue. Um, like for example, do you remember when the feud first started? Mm-hmm. Right, it went, um, you know, Logan Paul hitting him with that, um, what's it called the buckshot, uh, Larry? The buckshot lariat. Yeah, it's crazy, that's a crazy ass move. Mm-hmm. He does that better than Hangman Page? Don't tell nobody, though. But, <laughs> he does. So, but the first time they did it, like, I noticed that and this is me watching too much, but I think they, I think they eye checked each other. And the camera caught it. They got a timing issue with the WrestleMania match right before Logan Paul ends up splashing. I think it was KSI. Mm-hmm. Like he pulled him before he like Seth pulled him before he jumped. There's a timing issue. They, like there's something that them two that they ain't got a chance to like get it all worked out yet. So I also don't think they really fuck with each other like that either. Though, so I don't think so. I think I think they're cordial, but I don't think that there's necessarily like, you know, I don't yeah. think they have like a great relationship. Yeah, I think I, I think Seth. I think I keep hearing Seth Rollins say that about a lot of people. Like, hey man, how many times are you gonna say that before it might be you, man? How many people you got beef beef with? Say damn, bro. Who you beef with, bro? <laughs> so I think uh, after Logan and Paul was um, Dom and. Uh, I think it was yeah it was uh dom and ray i believe right it was after that so, another match which i'm just gonna say this this might be another perceived hot take but going into mania itself dom and ray had the second best build of any match only behind yep. only behind the tag title match on sammy and the usos yep it was a better build than reigns and cody yep yeah so I'm glad we're in agreement on that. <laughs> it was. It was. But if you knew who was going to win, though, and I wish it kind of, like, I wish this was the end of it, but apparently they're going to keep this shit going. Yeah, they're going to, and we'll get into it, but I think there's going to be some type of uh, tag match in Puerto Rico or Backlash. That's it. It's going to be Priest and Dom against Bunny and Ray. Which is crazy, because didn't Priest team with bunny yeah <laughs> at mania 37 yeah. <laughs> but he put him uh he choke slammed him on monday through the announce oh, he, choke slammed, he choke slammed the shit out of that buddy bro oh bro, priest oh is a God. big I, it didn't register like priest is a big guy and bunny's obviously like kind of like a you know small guy but it didn't re, it didn't register to me like the size contrast until he actually got him up like bunny's body like flails <laughs> <laughs> a normal wrestler when they take a choke slam like their body's like straight right like it's kind of like this bonnie's like body was like <laughs> no, he, no, he just flattened out bro 
That's another thing, too. I know, like, I don't want to get too off track, but I was actually a little salty that Damian, Damian Priest, they couldn't find any match for him at Mania. That's the only Judgment Day member. And I got the uh, I got the shirt on right now, Judgment Day shirt. So I'm, a, I'm high on them. Where do you see him? Where do you see him in the next couple of years? In my gut, I don't feel like I don't feel like he'll ever hold a world championship. I think he's he's got the capability to, but I just don't know if they're gonna strap the rocket to him. We're talking about Priest, right? Yeah, yeah, my bad. Yeah. My, my dog was nibbling at me. Excuse me. I feel like he's got the capability to hold a world title. Truthfully, I think his in-ring work, he's been kind of like quietly the workhorse of the Judgment Day, in-ring-wise. He really has been. Yeah. So I'm I'm very high on him. So I was a little disappointed. Like, they could have honestly strung together anything for him. You could have done, like, him versus Lashley even if you weren't going to do L.A. Knight versus Lashley. Match would have been good. Maybe the build one. The build, there probably would have been like a forced build, but like at least you would have had a good match and given them both a spot, you know. Yeah, it could've, honestly, they could they could have just flipped that shit while having them just run into each other in the backstage. Last year was yeah. already for a fight. Yeah. Priest was Priest was Priest would probably come in, uh, be off, the, be high off of Rhea Ripley's win or something like that. Mm-hmm. Talking. Hey, nah, son, meet me at the ring. We can talk. Boom, yeah. What what would you give uh, Ray and Dom as a as a um out, out of five stars? I say like a four. Is it like fair? I thought it was a pretty good match. Uh, three five. I three thought five. It was good. I thought it was a good match. Um, but if when when you know how it's going to end up, and not even like because like, you because after you know, Ray uh, Dom then like cussed out his dad, then told his mom to shut up, you know, then threatened his sister. All right, so you know, like he has to, he has to lose that mania, dude. There's just no other way around. Even if they keep the shit going, he has to lose that mania. There's too many families watching this. Like he has to lose that mania. So, right. but like when you know that, then the match has to bring something extra, and it did. It was just a you know standard, decent match. Mm-hmm. I think I think Dom has improved significantly in the ring, and I'm happy that I'm really happy with his direction in Jasmine Day. Um because before he went to jail, I don't know what they were doing. I just I don't know if they were doing some kind of dominatrix shit or what they were doing. But after he went to jail, it's it's so fucking ridiculous that it's fantastic. <laughs> when he came out <laughs> and the police escorted and they had him in handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, that was one actually one of my favorite entrances. <laughs> that's I still started seeing like this. This is so fucking unnecessary. <laughs> this is the softest dude in the history of mankind of ever going to prison. But make sure you got that man cuffed up until he gets to. Oh, I actually thought um, we we skipped over a match I forgot about, which was um, Becky, Trish, and uh, Lita against Damage Control. Um, I don't really have too much thoughts on this match. It was a fine match. I think Damage Control needs to split up at this point. Um, they've been booked like a joke. I, I'm gonna sound like a hater. I'm gonna sound like a hater. There's absolutely no reason for Lita have Lita to have a title. I'm I'm with you. I'm and, with you. I'm glad you said. It. I wasn't gonna be the one to say it, but. 
I didn't, I, you know, I'm a fan, I'm a fan of her work. You know, I, I was the triple, th- the, 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 the trios match was fine. It was good to see Trish back. All right. Even though I'm hearing some rumblings. We'll talk, I'll, I'll bring that up in a minute though. Uh, but outside of that, bro, like they should have lost that match, and they should have lost the match for the titles. They should have yeah. been for the titles, and if anything, they should have had like Trish screw her over or something like that to get the you know heat up. Because I'm hearing that Trish is supposed to be going to do this with Becky coming up at SummerSlam. Yeah, I'm hearing Trish is going to go heel. So like that was the perfect time to pull that off because once again, Lita has no business with the title with any title in the year 2023. It's just there, it's. I'm happy to see her back, but like at this point, it should be a, you know, you know, passing the torch type situation, you know. And she already took that L against Becky, which was kind of what I thought she was doing. So it was like, what, what are we doing here? Yeah, and dude, she's she's washed, man. I hate to say it, but she's she's I, washed. I don't want to say it, bro, but like, it's, like, it's like, w- like I'd say worse than Cena washed. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 that time. It's that time. Go ahead, and drop them titles. Go ahead, and get that out of here. It's, it's good, good. Sit down and enjoy retirement. You've earned it. You're a Hall of Famer. Now you was a Hall of Famer before. But go ahead, yeah, go ahead and enjoy that. It's time. Trish, though, I think actually in in a limited role has some gas in the tank still. She she Same. she could still go. So Same. Um, I don't see her. I don't like. I don't need to see her with the women's title or anything mm-hmm. like that. You know, but a couple high power feuds where she's uh, starting some shit. You know, use and using her uh, tenure and seniority. Yeah, nah, I can see her because she's gonna help put some chicks over. But like, if, if this is the case, if she's is gonna keep doing it, like I need her to help put over someone that's not already over. If I'm gonna cook for a second here, hear me out. Since at the moment it's kind of looked like Bel Air has gone through everybody in the Raw Women's Division. If you do it like a big, like premium show, Trish versus Bianca. Bianca's winning, but like just a match. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Then definitely, definitely. Like I said, I, like Trish has no business with a title now, but I, she needs, she, I can see her doing the rub for Bianca. By the way, every time Bianca comes out, I, I, I sometimes question if Montez can fight, but then I remember he's a Marine or former Marine, so it was like, I, right, let me not even. <laughs> but my God, that yeah. is a fantastically wonderfully beautiful woman but i'm happy to see her get like the run she got because she <laughs> dog she was a monster in nxt actually for a quick minute bro like like she was bruising the hell out of them chicks like she was beating chicks down her her versus rhea ripley when it happens is gonna oh. be is going to and they're built like they're plant they've been planting the seeds yeah. uh very carefully um, over the last couple of months, and even on Raw, one of the only good parts about Raw was that they had them two face to face. I don't know when it's going to happen, and I don't know the exact context of what that's going to be. Like, I don't know if it's going to end up being a unification match or if it's just going to be a regular match. I don't know. I'm not a fan of unification personally, but if I'm going to lend my own personal opinion here, I'm kind of now leaning – I didn't feel like this way always, but recently I'm kind of feeling like there should only be, like, one women's title for both brands. I just feel like – I feel like both divisions aren't stacked enough to where you could have two different champions. Right. Just That's just kind of how it's been recently. I don't think the women's division has been booked strong enough to where 
you, we've had meaningful uh, programs and feuds to where you could have two different champs. I feel like merging the belts might be and just having one champ defend on both shows. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree, but I also see a, a world where if they start building up or bringing out, like, you know, letting some other women win these other titles, like, but, like, the problem is now with that kind of line of thinking is, you know, it's Rhea's time right now. She deserves to have the belt for a good minute, you know, but, like, I think that she needs to start, def- maybe she uh, hopefully defends against some women who haven't really gotten too many title belts so they can really build some people up. All right. She definitely needs to have one with Liv. She needs to have a match with Liv, though. That, that, that has to happen. Oh, well, I think I would say probably maybe SummerSlam. That'd be a good time to do her. Because they've got history, too. They were like a tag team, I believe. Um, I'm hearing, actually, that her first defense is going to be against Zelina Vega because Zelina's from uh, Puerto Rico. That's going to, that's going to be good. Zelina's, Zelina's definitely going to lose. But yeah. uh, Zelina can go. Yeah, and she's good on the mic too. She's, yeah, yeah. That's another thing. So, at what point in time does someone like Zelina, Zelina get one of those belts? Because she deserves one of those belts. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me personally, you know, Rhea, like, it, it's, I, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. <sighs> at this point, I see Bianca dropping that belt before Rhea does. And I see, if anything, Bianca getting the belt. If they do go, do go with the unification shit. I think they're gonna. I think Rhea's gonna hold on to it for a while. If she doesn't, if they end up like making her the monster she's supposed to be, she's gonna hold on to that belt to next WrestleMania. Right. right. Uh, so I see. I see Rhea holding on to it, holding on to the belt to the next WrestleMania. But I see Bianca dropping the belt, you know, and then chasing someone right before WrestleMania. So we have that unification title match. We have that collision that we've been looking for. Um, but I definitely see uh, Bianca dropping that before Rhea. Because it's Rhea's time right now. They, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mind. Or you saw the way they had uh, you saw the way they had her standing over Charlotte, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they, that, was, that was one of those uh, pass the torch moments. Right. All right. And maybe, maybe it wasn't like, like Charlotte's like, don't you ever think Charlotte's never going to get that belt again? But that was definitely a pass, the past uh, moment. Like she was standing over the fallen, the fallen former queen, who beat her three years ago? Mm-hmm. Who took her title three years ago? So, yeah, they played that out well. But Rhea's not dropping that belt for a while, bro. Do you think they should uh, have that at forty? You think for Bianca and Rhea? You think they should wait for forty? Probably, right? That's a that's a that's a mania match, man. That's a mania that's match. That's a mania match. Um, and but I think they should have some kind of an interaction. Uh, Around either SummerSlam or Survivor, oh, yeah, uh, where it's either just something where either maybe it's just a tag match or it's something just to get that fire back going, you know. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was speaking of Rhea. Since we're on the topic, her versus Charlotte, man, I think that's up there as far as like. It might it might quite possibly be the greatest women's match that I've personally seen. It's up there. It's like top three. I know um, Bianca put on a good one with Becky last year um, at 38, so that's in the conversation. But that was one of the best matches of the entire weekend, and I wouldn't be mad at anybody that gives it five stars. Personally, I give it like a 4.75. Yeah. Like my, yeah. 
We had a we, we I, did, I, I forgot exactly what part it was. It was a it was a it was a if you're grading on to purely make if it was grading purely on perfection, that's why it didn't get it didn't get five stars. Kind of a botch situation. But outside of the match, the pay, outside of that, the pacing of the match was fantastic. The intensity of the match was fantastic. The right woman won. Um, and it was like I said before, it was one of those pass the torch moments that you know, 10, 15 years from now, we're going to be looking back on and we're going to be like, all right, well, this is kind of where, you know, Rhea Ripley became that bitch. Yeah. There was a lot of people, like, shitting on the match in, in the lead-up to it because of, like, I think it became, like, more of, like, a uh, protective thing over Sami Zayn because there was, like, this whole big debate on, like, what's going to main event night one. Like, people were legitimately saying, like, for a while that it was going to be Rhea versus Charlotte. And there was, like, outrages because they were like, this story sucks, this build sucks, which admittedly, the build did suck. Great match, shitty build. But match delivered. And um, I'm glad that uh, they chose Sami Zayn to main event night one because he deserves it. Let's just be straight here. Like, he deserved it. It was just his time. It's story over politics, if that makes sense. Because that's really what it boiled down to, I think. I think people were thinking that, like, WWE wanted to have the women main event night one to kind of, you know, avoid certain, like... Yeah. Yeah. But... The right match closed out night one. Right. And that's, that, And if it was up to me, I mean, that would have been the match to close the weekend. But I understand why Reigns and Cody needed to. That's... Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said... I think there's two five-star matches for me this weekend, and I think the Usos versus Sammy and Kevin was the first of those two. What is what is that your five? I don't give it five just because I I hate the super kick, uh, the supremacy of super kicks that's been happening recently. That's just me. <laughs> I, 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 once again, I grew up with with that with a man that was tuning up the band. And when he kicked you, it's he over. Tapped, they got to go. All right. Now the only thing getting tapped is leg is leg slaps. It's just it's, it's just everyone does the super kick, and some of them aren't pretty. So I'm a hater. All right. Also, I'm a taekwondo martial arts guy. So our side kicks are kind of our shit. Our super kicks are our number three kick. All right. So like it's like we used to, we do those kind of kicks. I do those kicks. I've broken cement with that kick. So then I need. I like to see people do that kick properly. But I like to see it is like they kick and they tap them with their with their toe, and their foot isn't like flexed properly. And it is angers me. It angers me. So I'm tired of seeing the super kicks. I am. But outside of that, it was an absolutely fantastic match. And three. I hate to say this, man, because this is, this is so. It's because it's not like Jimmy can't go. Because this is not like Jimmy can't go. Jimmy can go. He can go. But they're going to circle back around the main event Uso. The main event Jay. Main event Jay, yeah. So, main, so Jay's going to, at some point in time in the future, he's going to main event one of these shows. All right? He might even main event it as champion. I can see him getting the, getting the belt at least. get one of those belts at least once. But KO and Sami Zayn, those two are going to be main event uh, Mania in the next five years, either against each other or uh, 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 on re- uh, respective brands, main event for each championship. These two right there, they're our, they're they're like legitimately the future. All right, because mm-hmm. like I there's no I've seen these two fight since it was El Generico versus Kevin Steen, and 
they always put on fantastic matches, bro. Like they're mad. I have not seen a bad match between those two. Now this one against the Usos, man, just the storytelling. Even if like, even if like some of the move sets I didn't like, the storytelling of the match itself was poetic. Yeah, it was absolutely poetic, and it was it just showed what's on the horizon for those three. And once they, I don't know, they they need to, they got to let Jimmy like do that. So they got to let Jimmy have a solo feud that's not against his brother. You know, so we can get we can you know if he get he's gonna get up there, but like Jay made, uh, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Uh, that feud with Roman made Jay a made man. All right, mm-hmm. the moment the moment they put strapped the back uh, the rocket to Jay Uso, uh, he can get that belt. He can get that belt, and they need to circle the block against him and Roman anyway. Personally, and this is where this is where I'm gonna be controversial. That's who I wanted to take the title off. Of. All right. Yeah. I, you know, and it's like I said, I, I, I just, I never saw it for Cody. And I'm gonna tell you something. Oh, I'm sorry. But let me know when you're ready to touch on the Roman one. Cause I, yeah, I, yeah. We'll, we'll get into the Roman thing. I think um, my train of thought here was um, Jay, Jay and Roman's most likely end game. I just know, I, I don't know if it's for going to be for the belts, but I definitely think that that's their end goal is to have Jay beat Roman down the line. Maybe at 40. Right, maybe maybe at forty. I just don't I just don't know if the title is going to be involved. Um, if it goes all the way till forty, then they, I don't think so. Because like, most li- yeah, most likely I feel like Reigns is dropping it at SummerSlam. That's just my gut instinct. Yeah, yeah I, I really I really don't. Like I said, I wouldn't be upset if they do it, but I don't. I really don't see him holding those belts uh, at forty. Like they, he's he damn sure they're not gonna go another 365 days with those belts. All right, I could definitely see him breaking, you know, like try to hit another 100 days, maybe 200, 150. Yeah. I, yeah. I can see that if they don't, if they're not trying to do anything crazy. But if not, he's not holding that belt to Mania. So now I think you're right. I think they're gonna have him get. I think they're gonna have Jay go over, but they won't be for a belt. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that that story at Mania doesn't need the belt. No, it doesn't. Now, if Dwayne Johnson decides to pick up his phone, that adds an entirely different dimension to this conversation. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like at this point, you gotta have to phone it in if you're WWE and just be like, "All right, we gotta, we got something cooking right now." Um, this guy hypothetically accepting an invitation to come wrestle just adds a whole other um, set of layers to this shit that we don't kind of. It's a good problem to have, but it's also a bad problem to have in the sense of, like, where does all these people are going to fit in? Because only a certain amount of spots on a show, you know? So I don't know what that would even entail. But I'm not ruling that possibility out because it's 40. Yeah. Because they're going to try and make this a big – because you remember how 30 was. They tried to make it, like, you know, every time it's a mile – WWE loves their milestones. So next year at 40, they're going to try and make that, like, the biggest card possible. So, but – um. I did mention about having two five-star matches on this show, so I'm about to tell you my second one. <laughs> Intercontinental title, triple threat match. People aren't ready for this discussion. In-ring-wise, it was the best match of the entire weekend. In-ring-wise. I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. Bro, so let me let me tell you something. Like, cause you, 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 gave, you gave Gunther... Another five star. He has the most five star matches in WWE right now, bro. Do you know that? Right. Yep. He has like, like five of them, I think. He has five of them, man. 
and t- I think two of them was when he was uh when he was UK in the UK. Mm-hmm. So that means the other ones have been on like the regular raw t- television and shit like that. Dog, we that's something we haven't talked about. But like that's I don't think he's gonna get the belts for a while because when he does get the belt, he's holding those motherfuckers for a minute. Mm-hmm. All right, there's. Like who? Because like, once they give him the belt, who they who, like? Who they gonna have beat him? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a good, that, yeah. I actually can't answer that question right now. Maybe Braun Breaker when he gets called up. I'm actually surprised. He, I, he'll shit. I think he'll be called up pretty soon, bro. They he just will. turned them heel though, so they yeah, might they, try to. Yeah, they just turned them heel because they they need more heels. He's gonna lose that rematch against Melo, man. He's mm-hmm. gonna. Bro, because they they need them. They need another monster. They ain't got really no monsters no more like that. Especially I, if Brock Lesnar's about to be gone. Yeah, they gotta put Braun on Monday Night Raw, I think, because SmackDown's SmackDown's chilling. They got a good show going. Um, yeah. but back to the Gunther discussion, I would say aside from the whole Sami Zayn and Bloodline story, Triple H's best thing that he's done since taking over creative is elevating the IC title and Gunther specifically. Absolutely. Mid-card, I mean, the United States title, too. Don't get me wrong. It's been elevated tremendously. We went a year ago not having the IC title and the U.S. title. We're both not even defended on the Mania card. To then, a year later, we're seeing both of them main evented. I mean, hell, John Cena, say what you want about him as a wrestler. He's one of the biggest stars in Hollywood, and he's coming back as a part-timer to fight for a mid-card title. That in and of itself is a big deal. And then the IC title, you have two future Hall of Famer, former world champion, Rumble winners, every accolade challenging for this belt against Gunther. So those two mid-card titles, title matches specifically, were uh, big deals, and... um, IC title, I think, was probably the best match of the weekend in ring-wise, I'd say. Um, I'd like to see at this point, I thought if they were going to have, because this is who I think, actually. We were talking about who's going to beat Gunther. Um, for for the IC title specifically, when he drops that, I still do think Sheamus should be the guy to beat him. Yeah. Title, this is what I propose. I think... Now that you didn't pull the trigger with Sheamus at Mania, I think if you were going to do it um, at any point soon, it would have been that. But if you're not going to do that, I think you have to have Gunther break Honky Tonk Man's record now at this point. Yeah, no, Honky Tonk Man has no business with that record, man. None. And he was, I mean, I'm talking about like because, because Gunther is out and Gunther has been doing what he's been doing. Gunther just puts on a different... Excuse me, just a different level quality match. I think it's early September, I believe, is when he, uh, September 7th is when he needs to get to in order to break the record. So that, I think that's like a sure thing in my mind. But um, what I would have happen is have him break the record and then at some point have Sheamus and him in the fall have another one last match where Sheamus puts his career on the line. Ah, you're a good booker. I mean, think about it. I can see that because I definitely, he's definitely not dropping. He's definitely not losing after that. And he's got too much in the tank. Yeah, for sure. Bastard. <laughs> the motherfuckers ate my pizza. Unbelievable. 
Yeah, but um, that was a good match. Um, we could quickly talk Edge Balor real quick. Um, fine match. The pacing got a little uh, messed up because Balor legitimately split his head open. Yeah. So oh, they had to pause it. Like someone took a tomahawk to that shit. Yeah, 14 stitches or staples rather. Oh, oh stop. So. Sorry. There was that. Um, but um, yeah. As far as uh, as far as I'm concerned, Mania was um, it was a good show. Out of ten stars, I'd probably give it like eight. I think. Seven point seven. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, uh, that's that's just to be difficult. Yeah, I mean, it's it. That's a fair rating. I don't mind that. All right. So. Uh, oh shit! Hold on, hold on, hold on. There was something I wanted to ask about the Balor match, though. So. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm having a brain for it. Oh man, what was it? What was it? Ah, bastard. Oh, that's oh, no, a, I'll, I'll come back to it. That's another thing too. I thought the wrong guy went over in Edge Balor. I thought Balor should have uh, went over. You agree with that? Yeah. Um, Edge at this point should be pretty much not doing anything outside of putting people over uh, until it's that last one on the way out. I mean, like a few, like he should win a few battles, but he shouldn't be winning the wars. So. Because he went over Rollins too. Yeah. So he he's really not lost other than against Reigns. Which, I mean, losing to Reigns, I mean, is a given at this point. I mean, he's the top thing in professional wrestling, so that's really no skin off his back. So, like, if you really put things into perspective, the guy hasn't been losing since he's been back. I mean, oh, no, wait, no, scratch that. Um, he lost to Orton uh, that one time. Oh, uh, did, did he, he lost that war? I thought he, I know he won one. He won the... Yeah, he won the performance center match at 36, but then they had that uh remember the uh they called it the greatest wrestling match, I think it was. Remember that? And he like tore his uh tricep, I believe. <laughs> that was some badass luck, bro. That's some horrible luck. Horrible. That was the greatest match of all time. This is the greatest match ever. Tore your shit up. Now you're out. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> SmackDown was last night, too, and they had a uh, good bounce-back show um, to kind of rectify what uh, the travesty that took place on Monday. So uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Where, where's, like, your headspace at? Because that was clearly a Triple H book show last night. Raw was, at least at the very minimum, Vince over overrided what Triple H had planned for Monday. So I don't know. Uh, I really don't know for the foreseeable future, what, what this means. Um, look, I want to, I want to try to keep an open mind and, uh, to be optimistic, but realistically with everything that's happened with the sale and, you know, just switching around, it looks like the old man's back in control. And so we should get ready to get back to the meathead shit until he decides he wants to let it go again. Uh, cause if not, we're just going to keep being disappointed. What I'm hoping is, is what happened is that uh, 
Vince took Raw because Raw Raw has always been Vince's baby. Mm-hmm. Right? Gave Triple H SmackDown, and like it's Vince runs Vince runs Raw, and Vince does Raw the way he wants Raw to be done, and Triple H does SmackDown the way Triple H wants SmackDown to be done, and then whatever happens happens. If that's what it is, I right, I'll take it. But realistically, you know, once again, I grew up on Vince McMahon, but like. Nah, damn you! You need to go ahead and sit on down, buddy. You, you, you was wild in, bro. You was wild in. Okay, so go ahead and sit on down. Don't sit on down, but I don't. Ah, like, oh shit. Well, the thing is, like, how many more? What? How many more? Like, really meathead wrestlers are there that aren't signed to WWE? That's going to take away from a better wrestler right now. Maybe that's. Maybe that might be our silver lining. There aren't too many like. Just like there aren't too many Brock Lesnar style wrestlers anymore that we can think of off the top of the head that aren't already in WWE or in AEW, you know, or in TNA, excuse me. Well, Braun Breaker's probably gonna be the next type of Brock Lesnar level guy once he's called up, I'd say. Yeah, but Brock, well, I'm so sorry. Braun Breaker can go, though. Yeah. So I'm not really, that's not really an issue for me. In my opinion, he can go. So. Mm-hmm. I think um, I don't know what, what what do you think? Do you think it's just like what what is Vince's uh, what do you think Vince's gain is here as far as like the product? Do you think he's just like for his own ego, or do you think he actually cares about like what's going going on? I think it's both, but I think that his ego is getting in and getting in the way of him being objective about the product uh, because I don't think there's too many people who are going to legitimately argue that. The last, I mean, there's, I, I see a couple of people online trolling, talking about Triple H hasn't been a good booger, but the reality is it's, it's been a more enjoyable experience, like, the last, like, five, six months. Like, it's, it's just been completely different, all right? And I, it, it makes, it makes you want to turn on wrestling again. So, yeah. I don't know, man, here's, here's for the best, bro, but, like, I, I, I think we, we, we're at the very least, we're in for an uphill battle, uphill climb. These next few weeks, especially Mondays, are going to be telling. I'm not, I'm not super worried about SmackDown. Like I think, I, I'm like, uh, I think I'm more optimistic about SmackDown. And yeah. At least I hope because I, <laughs> I have tickets for uh, July 7th, the the SmackDown after Money in the Bank. Oh man. So it's that this is going to be the first live MSG SmackDown show in uh, a couple of years. So oh, I, you know they're gonna hijack y'all gonna hijack that shit then. So depending on what the product's like at the time, I don't know. It's hard to predict three months from now what that's gonna be like. But they're definitely gonna stack that show because they don't come back to MSG for any TV shows that often anymore. I don't know why that is, but they used to all the time when we were uh, we we're in the golden era, <laughs> even during the Attitude era too. But um, <clears throat> yeah, kind of kind of last. Thoughts here, though, um, coming out of uh, Mania and then, you know, this past week is now there's going to be a draft in a couple weeks, depending on what happens there. I don't know what that means as far as um, the titles being split. I'm assuming that they're just going to stay the way they are. But Triple H did say something very telling where he said every superstar is eligible. So him, you know, going out of his way there to make that kind of remark leads me to believe that there's going to be something 
happening in terms of the belts. I don't know. That's just a gut instinct. Maybe they keep those titles on Reigns and they possibly introduce a new world title. I don't know. Uh, three belts? Unless they just merge uh, merge the universal. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, dude, I, was, I was doing some fantasy booking one time. I was just thinking in my head, like, maybe there is a... Maybe they split the titles and, uh, you know, they uh, kind of have a hierarchy with the titles. You know, you got your the we, we keep the importance of the mid card titles, the uh, IC titles and the U.S. title. You know, for those people up and coming, the main event titles, uh, it could either be either either the WWE title or the Universal title. At least in my opinion, it should be the Universal title because, in my opinion, the WWE title is the title to get. All right, and then have Reigns hold on to the WWE title, and he only really defends that motherfucker like once a year, because yeah. unless there's like like the person has to like like it has to be some kind of extenuating circumstances or real, some kind of legit uphill battle where the person gets to challenge Reigns for that title, and then if he doesn't win, then Reigns you know tells you straight up, well I won't be defending this bitch for another year or so, and maybe that's one way we can get one of the titles to you know, a San Martino or something like that, you know, while still building up new stars. Yeah, I, I personally miss the big gold. Same, same. But then, but they need, I don't, let me preface this. I miss the big gold, but I don't miss the final few years of the big gold, like the way <laughs> it was presented. I was just talking about this. 29, 29, the mania that I was at, the world heavyweight title match was a face Del Rio Versus Jack Swagger. Yeah. That that's 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 a low point, man. That's a low point. Yeah. I'm not okay. So look, I'll be real with you. I enjoyed the hill work that was uh, the Real Americans uh, and We the People. Uh, I enjoyed the hill work that was that. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I hated pretty much everything about Alberto Del Rio, though. I like. Like, I know he was a badass that could go. Like, I know he could legit fight. But, like, I just... I, I, uh, it, it never really... Like, it, I, I don't know if this makes sense, but, like, I feel like it never, like, the landing never stuck. Never. Uh, never. Like, and he never. got pushed. Like, heel. Yeah. He, he got pushed, like... He had, like, four different world title reigns. Yeah. And I'll always hold, like, a certain level of resentment towards him because of... uh uh him taking the belt off Dolph Ziggler after Dolph's catch. Like, that still, dude, like, really bothers me. Not Like, I understand, like, you know, I'll say this. They had a really good um, double turn at Payback 2013 where Zig, uh, Ziggler became, like, a full-blown babyface because he was getting too many good reactions from people um, for too long at that point to, like, keep him as a, as a heel. And then Del Rio just wasn't working as a face. So you just had to kind of make that switch. But what I didn't like is like, all right, if you want to do that double turn, at least have the payoff at SummerSlam where Ziggler finally beats him and gets the title back. You know what I mean? But to just like flat out, just like completely stall and end all momentum that Ziggler had after. Yeah, that's essentially where they dropped his ass back into the mid card, man. I hate yeah. to say it was right after that, man. You you didn't really see him. That dude, it was uh, you didn't really see him like really become prominent again until the feud with the Miz. And that was a good. That was a really good feud too. 
fantastic feud. That's probably some of his best work. I ain't gonna lie. Like the Cassian is still my favorite moment, Dolph Ziggler moment. But like that, uh, the 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 build up to the retirement match versus the uh, title. Man, you knew Ziggler wasn't retiring, but it's like, man, no, no, this is a. They they put a lot of heart and soul in this, and also it gave Miz, which is another reason why I love the Miz, man. He's just gave him another layer, bro. He was he was he was that he was that dominant heel, but he was dominant up healer as opposed to being dominant physically on Dolph Ziggler because he had Dolph Ziggler's number throughout yeah. that whole thing. He had his number and he was in his head, and he was it was literally some of his best heel work without him purposely like without him necessarily like dressing up uh and looking like john cena he'll work you know he brought back he brought back uh ziggler's brother at the time uh and like another dude from the from the spirit squad dog. he was up he had him he had his number it was a good story they never they just never really recovered from that uh del rio feud i feel like yeah that was where it ended but um Quick, quick rapid fire thoughts coming out of uh, this week is like backlash is May 6th in Puerto Rico. Um, most likely card we're looking at right now is going to be Brock versus Cody is going to main event the show most likely. And then from w- judging by what we got at the end of SmackDown last night, it's looking like we're having a six, a six man between uh, Sammy, Kevin and Matt Riddle against the Usos and Solo. I can see that. Yeah. And then, uh, like I said before, Rhea and uh, Zelina Vega, most likely, based on what we saw. And then um, <clears throat> Bad Bunny and Ray versus Priest and Dom. Those are like the four matches you can kind of pencil in at the moment. And usually Triple H books six, typically, because he goes with a smaller card. Again, that's all kind of depending on if Triple H is like the one spearheading this. So. We'll kind of see how that all ends up. So probably two more matches are going to get added. And, um, you know, in the coming weeks, we'll kind of see what those are. But can, off the top of my head, I could see them going with another Asuka and Bianca rematch. If Bianca, like, snap, I mean, Asuka snaps and, like, goes full-blown heel. Yeah. That's, po- that's a possibility. But um, not too bad of a show, I think, if that's the route they're going in. But we're going to kind of see in the coming months once um, – I would be interested to see what they do at King of the Ring. I think they could actually have – they have a very good chance here to make it a meaningful show for the first time in a really long time because King of the Ring's value went down drastically, I'd say, in the last couple times they've done it. What was the last – well, no. I, I, I like that Xavier got the – I excited that Xavier got the run. I like that Regal got uh, the run. Regal's, like, was, Regals was really good. I liked I liked Booker T's run, but like when I think when they got to like um, Sheamus, like Barrett, like those they, yeah. they deserved to win, but like they just didn't really do anything like with the with the gimmick, you know, like they just they made just, them lose lose all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they uh, what they do with that, but. Money in the Bank at SummerSlam is really where everybody's uh, kind of attention is going to turn to in the coming months. So I'm interested to see where that, uh, where this whole thing goes. So if you have, uh, you have any last thoughts you'd like to say? No, man, but I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic, man, but like, let's, let's just go with, op- let's, let's go with excited for right now. Uh, I think we got some things on the horizon. Get on my damn pizza. <laughs> What'd you get? Uh, pepperoni? 
pizza. Are you a, before we close this uh, program here? Are you a uh, pineapple on pizza guy? Uh, I'm not, but I'll eat it. Like, okay, let, let me say it like this. Let me say it like this. Hawaiian style pizza is fine. Mm-hmm. All right. Just throwing pineapple chunks on like regular ass pizza is blasphemy. I don't know what the hell people do it. I personally have never attempted to try. I like them both separately, individually, but the thought of it just sounds kind of, kind of nasty in my opinion. But. Uh, if you ever try the Hawaiian style, it, it might be a pretty decent for you, but like, like I said, I don't think you're missing anything if you don't ever put a pineapple on a piece of pizza. Mm. All right. <laughs> what about uh, WrestleMania 40 next year? Are you thinking about possibly making the trip or not? Nah? That's uh, that's in your neck of the woods, right? Philly. It's like an hour and a half, hour and a half from me. Man, I might, bro. I mean, but honestly, I hate to say it, man, but my WrestleMania time was probably going to be this time. It was damn in L.A. Should have just did that shit. I was, I was being a punk. I should have just pulled the trigger. But no, I probably need to. I need to be out on the East Coast anyway. Give that mm. a whirl. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking about it because I'm thinking about the opportunities that are kind of going to be uh, dwindling if I don't because yeah. they had um, MetLife's right next to me, but they already had that twice in recent times. And plus, you know, with uh, with weather kind of being unpredictable because uh, we don't have a dome. So it's like if it rains, oh, it rains. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that's you, a risk. You might take advantage of that, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, all right, I appreciate you hopping on here. This was fun, and this was uh, a Ooh, good man, first. I always appreciate chatting with you. So yeah, good fun. first time. Who knows? In the coming months, we might have other discussions to chat about, not only in WWE, but some other shit. But, uh, Maybe. Yeah. Well, Maybe. Yeah. But um, all right. When uh next you know eventful thing comes around, you best believe we'll be on here. So all right. Take all right. care of that. Enjoy your pizza, man. It's gone. They ate it, man. Oh, you said they ate your pizza. I thought yeah, you said they ate my pizza, bro. They're oh, okay. Evil. I thought you said you were waiting on the pizza. Okay, gotcha. No, no, I was waiting. I was waiting for it to uh, cool down, and I took a piece, and the in- inwards came and took the rest of them, the bastards. Ah, but shit. It's all good. I don't need. That's that's my own fault because I don't need to be eating no pizza right now anyway. <laughs> all right, bro. Take care. All right, see ya.